everyone to poke and kush it is thursday august 24th 2023 and football is right around the corner football is back so is gambling so is mirth and joy yeah i i so I have stared at the week zero lines for so long the last two days. Yeah. Every time I'm in the bathroom, I just stare at the week zero lines. Who's there? Texas El Paso <laughs> or something like that? They're playing a game. Yeah. Uh, UMass is playing New Mexico State. They have a football team. Uh, USC is playing San Jose State. I'm doing this off the top of my head because I looked at these lines <laughs> so many times. Vanderbilt's playing Hawaii. Uh, the big game of the weekend, big game, is Notre Dame is playing Navy. That might be all the games this week. UTEP's playing Jacksonville State. Wow. I, I did the whole week zero slate just right off the top of my head. <laughs> I believe that is the first sign of a problem. That's when you uh, hate, you slip someone, the, the 1-800-GAMBLER, uh, on the no. napkin across the That's the first sign of a solution. <laughs> You have a solution to your woes. I know every game of week zero. That's great. I'm bet I'm gambling on a preseason uh, NFL. <laughs> you tell a forty point, a forty point line. Come on, it's gonna week three forty point line is insane. There's gonna be it's gonna be doormen and janitors out there. What? So you're betting the overs? I'm betting the under. You're betting the under. Okay. Are they hitting? It's gonna be it's gonna be field goal palooza out there yeah. for week three. Yeah, it's gonna be Chode City. That the uh, the only thing I've watched is the two Saints games. We'll obviously get into them, but the the preseason football is it's always been bad. It feels like it's getting worse. It's good for the background while you're like grilling. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I've been doing. Yes, I don't even have to put uh, charcoal on the grill right now. <laughs> yeah. I just throw the just hot dogs out there. I just throw them on the concrete. Yeah. At four o'clock in the afternoon and just let them cook. Some good slab dogs. <laughs> Today was the hottest day in the history of New Orleans. Congratulations. We did it. Is that official? Uh, I believe so. It was 103, oh, I think, right. is what we hit. Uh, maybe 102. And then uh, there's the feels like. Yeah, which is always. I don't really understand the feels like. If every day it feels like 18 degrees hotter than the actual then number, it's 18 degrees then that's hotter. the number. Like, the number is 99. The number is not 124. Like, it, that, the number doesn't mean anything. Well, everything in our life is based on feels like, <laughs> right? If I go outside and it feels like it's raining, it means it's raining. Facts don't care about your fucking feelings, man. <laughs> Clay Travis told me that once. Um, and he's a wise soothsayer of all the douchebags out there. Um, but just let's get rid of the heat index. It doesn't make any sense. What does that mean, feels like? Because it's, it, what is the baseline then? The baseline is that 100 feels like 100 where? In 
Denver and and nowhere else? Is that basically what we're saying? Probably some somewhere with no humidity. Correct. What? That's there's like nine people live there except for Denver. Los Angeles is not very humid. Yeah, but that that would never get to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it Tucson. Just, it feels like we're trying to eat. It's like when they try to do inflation-based pricing, you know? It's like, I, I don't tell me, trying to tell me what something would have cost in 1928 yeah. or whatever. It's like on today's dollars. I'm like, that's, I don't really believe that. It's a different time. It's 100 fucking years ago. You have no idea what it actually would have cost. Welcome back to school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's just drop the feels like this isn't a real thing. We're trying to do... D- uh, it's 100 degrees in New Orleans. It means it's 100 degrees. Yeah. It's hot. It, it really doesn't matter. It didn't feel that much hotter today than it did four days ago when it wasn't a record. Yeah. Those three degrees, you can't tell the difference. You feel like you want to kill yourself no matter what. You're like, I just want to just go somewhere that's air conditioning. And the second I'm out of the air conditioning, I want to drive into a bridge embankment. The feels like for this podcast is that it feels like a good podcast, <laughs> but the science says otherwise. This this podcast has a feels like of pretty good if you're like three drinks deep. Or Driving you, around. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Got to go pick the kids up from soccer. I just, uh, has anyone ever, I know humidity is obviously the factor in it. But I'm tired of the heat index. What do you want me to do about it? Just stop telling me that it's 122 heat index. That's not even a real number. You know Margaret Ord. Take this up with her. <laughs> or Bruce Katz. I just... Uh, you ever see Bruce down at the yeah, when deli? Yeah. I've, no, I've done my... Uh, when I go do Final Play at, uh, your, or whatever it's called, the when gambling the, show. When am I going to be on the Final Play? I don't know. Talk I, to Garland. Do they think I'm a loose cannon? Is that why I haven't <laughs> that's, been that's why, yes. on late night yet? They make me stand on a little block whenever I do TV because Juan Kincaid is so much taller than me. <laughs> Garland They've got you on phone books. You're like the little on... rascals driving a car. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's so sad. I'm like, this is this little block is very uh, demeaning, but I definitely need it also. <laughs> Doug Mouton offered me to like, sit in a dictionary one time. I was like, this is sad. I was Dang. like, we're sitting down. They look this small. I enjoy when you're on there, though, because you can always see the guys are very giddy. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> we got a real person in here. As soon as we go to commercial, we can say the truth. I can tell. I can tell that they love you over there. <laughs> the gambling show is great because they don't. They just let it fly. Yeah. I think they're under the assumption that the only people watching this would have to be beyond degenerates. <laughs> like you can't like fuck it. What's it like? One a.m. on a Sunday. I, I literally have no idea when it airs. I I see it late night Sundays. That sounds good. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I think the gambling one comes on. Thursday and Sunday or Friday and Sunday. It comes know. on automatically after you've had a bottle of Mad Dog. <laughs> and you've lost six bets and you get to listen to me be just saying whatever the wrong bet I think was it plays time. on a loop at Swamp Room. Over on bets. <laughs> Somewhere you can smoke inside. There used to be a channel here that just played the WWL News, whatever the most recent one was. And it would just play that for the next like four hours until the next one. Hmm. And my grandparents would just have that channel on all day. Yeah. And I was like, how many times do you think you guys have watched 
the WWL, like in a given day, they would have watched it seven times, eight times. I'm like, what are we doing here? How many times can you watch the same newscast? And then your grandparents go, why don't you look up some more week zero scores? <laughs> Who's obsessed? <laughs> it's like the, you know, early cable. There's not much else going on. It's like, I just, you know, I need to know this news. People now people that have YouTube and they watch like people eating Big Macs or putting on <laughs> chapstick. Oh, Playing video games. Yeah, this is the this was the forefront of that. It really is. It's always uh, there. There, there's way more time in the day. Everyone says life is short, mm-hmm. but really, people waste a lot of time. Yeah, they sure looking do. at some really listening to very stupid things like this podcast. Yeah, and just you know, generally like watching some really intensely stupid programming anytime, and then arguing about it anytime i watch like big mama's house <laughs> at, like as soon as the credits roll i'm like i could have seen that uh that rosebud movie that everybody talks about when said i watched big mama's house what is that citizen kane who yes who cares you didn't miss anything haven't seen it have seen norbit saw citizen kane twice not that impressed <laughs> both times in class the mise on scene that was spectacular. <laughs> it's like you know what this movie was probably good a hundred years ago. It kind of sucks now. Yeah, I don't. That's too far back. Yeah, it's like I'll watch the second Top Gun if I want to see good cinema. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I did see Oppenheimer. Yeah, have you seen that? I've seen Oppenheimer. Did you I've see seen Barbie? Barbie? Okay, we're gonna. This is what every show was talking about a month ago. Let's I've seen Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really liked. Oppenheimer and was blown away that anybody thought that it was bad. Yeah, I think the most special thing about Oppenheimer was nobody was goofing around during the movie. Yeah. Everybody sat there. Everybody shut up. Yeah. Nobody was looking at their phones. And Oppenheimer was seven hours long. It was long. And the last four hours are just people talking in a courtroom. Yeah. Everybody was behaved. And the stakes were very unclear, and I was still riveted. Oh, yeah. I was like, normally, you know, this is like, well, he's either going to lose the trial and be dead, or he's going to win the trial, and everyone's going to, and justice will reign supreme. And instead, it was like, I don't really understand what the stakes are in this, but I can't stop watching it. I love every second of it. Yeah, and watching it, I'm like, wow, Einstein was alive back then? (laughs) I thought he died with Plato. Yeah, it was like Picasso. I was like, oh, no, he died in the 60s. Who knew? I know you do kind of think of Einstein like Leonardo da Vinci (laughs) or like Isaac Newton, you know, like... He had uh, he had a Game Boy. He was alive when Game Boy existed. I got toys on the. Br- I've got toys fucking everywhere in here. I saw a movie about Tetris. Have you seen that movie? No. There's an Apple TV movie about the making or the licensing of Tetris, which is actually pretty good. Okay. So if you I have Apple su- TV, I don't support the Russians, so I won't be. <laughs> this is about them getting the thing from the KGB. It's very. It's actually pretty good. If you have Apple TV, if you're one of the handful of people that has Apple TV, give them your password. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch uh, Leo Messi and the Tetris movie, there's nothing else on there. I've been a subscriber for about two years. I think I've watched 30 minutes of it until this. I watched this movie. Huh. Well, I'll have to check it out when you. You give me your login credentials. <laughs> no one has Apple TV. Unless, like, you just bought a phone and it came with it. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, uh, you know. So your review of Oppenheimer, thumbs up. Thumbs up. I you t- took the kids. Double thumbs up. They were running around. Yeah, no, no. Just me in a dark theater at 11 o'clock in the morning. Just trying to escape my life. 
Looking at Adam Bob's. You show up. Hey, what's the <laughs> longest movie you have playing? Is this air theater's air conditioning, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, what I haven't enjoyed is watching uh, the Saints play in the preseason. And not necessarily because the Saints are doing anything bad, but I, I just feel like I'm gaining... Uh, Either gaining very little information or gaining very misleading information. Flawed information. I, I was so excited after the first drive of that Chiefs game. It took days for me to like properly wrap my brain around the fact that it was like seven plays and, and that the Chiefs probably didn't care at all about mm-hmm. it. And I couldn't stop being like, did you see a Saints quarterback looked at one receiver? He wasn't open, looked at the other receiver. He wasn't open and then threw the ball to the third guy who was open and he caught the ball for a first down. We haven't seen that in three in, in, me in the Super Bowl. I haven't seen that in four years. You were there. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Drew Brees' last season, no one was allowed in the stadium. Right. So I haven't seen that since 2019. And it was just a really welcome sight. Trevor Simeon sure didn't do that. No, nope. Ian Book sure as hell didn't do that. Well, Jameis Winston sure as shit didn't do that. Uh-uh. And Andy Dalton, no. Who? Uh, so this is, uh, I, I do see where the optimism for Derek Carr comes from. If nothing else from those, the one drive in that game, you're like, wow, that is a very legitimate looking quarterback play. I still think the offensive line is pretty questionable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's been solved by any stretch this preseason. I don't necessarily know about the receivers with the exception of Chris Olave. And even then, I think the idea that he's like the superstar, I don't really, I don't see that. I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see how it could happen, but he had a bunch of drops and stuff last year too. I didn't find what he was like perfect. He wasn't like vintage Michael Thomas or anything like that. Um, And then Michael Thomas, I, I, there's a really weird debate going on online where Jeff Duncan is saying Michael Thomas is going to be the third option and is kind of a shell of himself. And then everybody else being like, this guy's awesome. Look at him. He's wearing number 13 and he's big and he looks like he's good at sex. And, you know, this is <laughs> this is the Mike Thomas we know. And uh, and 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 I just like for the life of me, can't believe the people who are that optimistic. It just seems completely impossible. I was I was transported back to a time of hope and joy when I saw Michael Thomas out there and yeah. he caught one pass. Yeah. It was incredible. It was like 8 yards. There was no naysaying. <laughs> there was no well third on it, it for a brief moment I was taken back to the time of happiness. <laughs> That's all I need. He yeah. caught the ball. He was out there on a football field <laughs> in a uniform. Not wearing the inflatable poop emoji hat. And he caught a pass from a man who looks like he listens to the used. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> I I appreciate that like he doesn't have to be the Michael Thomas that we like remember in our hearts from 2019. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if he's like the a just pretty good number three option. He doesn't change the complexion of the offense all that much. Like I, I don't, and that's the part of it that that I can't. 
see how the, all of a sudden they're going to go from being this horrible offense to this good offense when they don't really have any great receivers with the exception, I guess, of Olave. Everyone's putting a lot of stake in him. But the concept that like they have all these weapons, like unless you're counting Jawan Johnson as a really big weapon, and I guess he could be. Uh, Alvin Kamara is out for a couple games, but yeah, he obviously has the ability. I just don't see where they're getting this, like, they can be a top five offense or even a top ten offense. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. Like, he, he's fine, but he's, he's not doing that. So wh- where is all this optimism coming from? I felt like the optimism tapered off quite a bit during the second game. I mean, you saw some more options like Kendra Miller and some white guys that kept dropping the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. There were a few of those. We have a replacement Troutman if we need him. <laughs> it seems like there's a few Troutman in waiting. <laughs> Is Foster Morrow a Troutman? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. No. He Hopefully just kind of has a Troutman build to him and complexion. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, I think Juwan Johnson is like they're putting a lot of faith in him. And he better be good and be productive. Like, who's the number two receiver right now? Juwan Johnson. Like, right? Like, I don't even know. Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean, so you've got a Traquan weird... Traquan Smith, who's apparently still on the team. Oh, my God. I said he wasn't. <laughs> he is. Turns out. He called in and said he wasn't on the Saints anymore. <laughs> Is Adrian Arrington still out there? Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's uh, it. I can't believe he's still on the team. He, he's. There's never been a game that's gone by where I've gone like, God, this guy sucks. Like every single game he's ever played, and he, I think he's the one who caught the pass. He caught the record. On Drew Brees. He record. caught the record. <laughs> and that's even then, that, that game, you're like, this guy sucks. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen a ball get snatched out of someone's <laughs> hands quicker. They're like, come on. Know. You like, know. You do not deserve this, bro. Shouldn't have even caught it. I know. Uh, I I find optimism in the idea that they should be better offensively because of Derek Carr. But then I think about what Derek Carr is, and I'm like, that's not enough to put you over that line. Like he did look like a functional feasible quarterback, but I don't know if a functional feasible quarterback is enough. Like, I think you do need a little bit more than that. This isn't like some well, well oiled offensive machine that is just like a mid-level quarterback Mm -hmm. away from being a great team. Well, I think a lot of people would say that the defense will be that key factor that makes the saints a great team. It's really hard to judge defense in the preseason. Yes. There's like no physicality at all. And uh, especially like run defense. Like I think right. we're going to learn a lot more about them week one mm-hmm. uh, when they play the Titans and Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. But it also just feels like you're not going to know anything about this team until midway through the season when a couple guys get hurt and you're like, well, now this is why they're screwed. They kept bringing in these old guys for these workouts. And you're like, there's got to be some problem that they're bringing in all these old guys and they're keeping them around. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't a great sign uh, that you have to bring in Jalen Smith and Anthony Barr. And like, that's not great about your depth that those young guys, those draft picks the last two, three years just can't do shit. 
and you there's really nothing for you to do with them. And so you have to go get these guys who you know are at the tail end of their career. Yeah. And then you get Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Come on. Medical episode. Come on. Was it a real Grey's Anatomy over there? What was it? What What are we doing? Everyone just, they sent out a press release. So if, in case you didn't see it, Jimmy Graham was arrested, right, in Los Angeles? Yeah. Was it Orange County or Los Angeles? I think it was Los Angeles. I think so, too. Uh, Not good for New Orleans sports stars, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the LAPD and... Uh, Folks who ply their trade on airline drives have not had the greatest of uh, of times, but he was apparently weaving his way through traffic, just walking through traffic that resisted arrest. Said he was hiding in bushes at one point. Yeah, just very Seemed, obviously uh, going through a mental episode of some yeah, kind. Yeah, this is what they're saying. Yeah, that's what the LAPD said. And then the Saints came out with a statement, including something from the doctor, uh, Tom Amos. <clears throat> Tom Amos? John Amos? I don't know. Uh, and he basically said, uh, there's a seizure. Jimmy Graham has episodes of seizures. He was undergoing one. I don't know anything about seizures. That is not how I recall seizures occurring. It's not good. It seems very strange. He's still on the team. Yeah. He's like practicing again. Is it? Are you thinking that maybe the story is a tad askew from reality? Yeah. Yeah? Color me skeptical mm-hmm. that that's exactly what happened, is he had a seizure, had a little bit of a weirdness in terms of his public, or the way he was acting publicly, and then everything's fine. I just, I don't know enough to tell you that they're lying or whatever. It seems like that's not the whole story. I it's well, it's hard because neither uh, source is trustworthy. No, (laughs) you're not going to trust what the Saints say. And you're really not going to trust what the fucking LAPD says (laughs) about a man in a sit like I'm sure he was not resisting arrest. He may have thought he was on the moon. Yeah, he may have tried to make out with a police officer. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I think the, the concept that he was out of his mind. I'll I'll accept that one. Why he was out of his mind? If it was a temporary out of the mind thing, yes. that would be different. It seems like if he had an episode that caused him to lose his uh, mental capacity for even a limited time, that the team might have some concern with that. Yeah. Especially something neurological. Yeah. And it's that he's practicing again. It would be cool if they just came out and were like, yeah, I did too much Molly. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And that was the first <laughs> thing, obviously, everybody thought. And 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 if that was the case, I think we'd all be okay with it. It'd be cool. Yeah. It would be like it would be like the the Zion stuff. You go, yeah. this guy likes party. It's endearing. Look, the city already loves Jimmy Graham. The women live Jimmy Graham. Yeah. So if he was just like, hey, I got a little lost in the sauce, guys. Yeah. Was it Spearmint Rhino? You know, next thing I knew, I'm out in the street hiding in the bushes. Wouldn't you? <laughs> and yeah, everybody, everybody's had that moment. They're just not a six eight NFL superstar. Yeah. Weaving your way through traffic seems problematic. Again, this is going from the LAPD. He could have been sitting at a bus stop. That's and they were like, yeah. stop running through traffic. <laughs> We need to arrest this guy. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the LAPD's history. Yeah. I mean... 
We'll see what happens with Jimmy Graham. I, I gen- genuinely, I have no idea how that happens. I don't know if he's going to make the team anyway. I feel like I didn't hear anything about him for a uh, a prolonged period of time from a football perspective. Uh, well, it's never good when the first update on the 36-year-old player is we found him in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how many catches did he get? Yeah, like, he'd been arrested. I was like, I forgot he was on the team. Was he, like, swift around the cars? Did he have his hands up? <laughs> Is he blocking pedestrians? Anything that we Definitely can... wasn't blocking. <laughs> it's like an old bag lady checks her. <laughs> if I know anything about Jimmy, he was not blocking. No. Um, and he would be very offended uh, that you thought he was blocking because he's a wide receiver <laughs> after all. Um, yeah, it, you know, I'm hope. I hopefully he's better. Hopefully everything's okay. It's a really weird situation. Weird stuff happens to the Saints all the time. This is a particularly weird, like under the radar kind of scenario. Hopefully everything's fine. Um, the other thing that bothered me of the week, and this is different, is uh, they asked Derek Carr and Jameis Winston what their spirit animal was Ugh. on the Saints website. You're not supposed to say spirit animal anymore. Did, That's offensive to Native Americans. Well, they asked them what their spirit animal was. Can you guess? Um, Derek Carr is going to say uh, rhinoceros, and Jameis Winston is going to say a uh, crab. They both said Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. I, I can't again. I can't relate. <laughs> I should be able to relate to Derek Carr, old guy, kind of washed, uh, bunch of kids, suburban life. This should be my guy. But then every now and again, something like this happens. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just can't. I can't connect with this guy, man. There's something about him. It's just like a little. He's just like a little tryhard. Jesus isn't an animal. You said spirit animal, right? I, that was the question. Yeah. I didn't make the question. It was Jake Hayner, Jameis Winston, and Derek Carr answering I know. like random questions from St. Social Kush, Media. Kush, I know your people don't control the media. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say it in every episode. It just, I was just like, this is such a, that's such a lame response to this it's question. It's not even correct. It's not no. correct. They just heard spirit. And it, it, that and I can't get the image of Derek Carr like trying to become best friends with John Gruden during Hard Knocks that year. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Hard Knocks that I year? Loved- and he was like f- openly trying to become friends with John Gruden. Yeah. Gruden was like, no thanks. Yeah. He's like, I don't really want you to come this over. This isn't like those other hard knocks. I've <laughs> won a Super Bowl, and the other hard knocks are always losers. Yes, yeah, I got a $100 million contract. I don't care yeah. at all about you. <laughs> and then they brought Gruden back this year, and it's like, oh, God. Like, is that a thing where he's like, so I have. You I, mean bringing Gruden back to the Saints? To the Saints. Yeah. That was like they brought him in to like work with Derek Carr. Which, weird to see him in Saints gear. It was weird to see him in Saints gear. I also, I'm sure that's a rule if you're helping out with the team, but it was yeah, just odd. It did look strange. The whole thing's strange. It's like I, they weren't that successful anyway. So it's like, what are you reigniting the Raiders for again? Like, I, it's very strange to this like reunion tour with the Raiders of four years ago who weren't good uh lost in like the wild card round expectedly uh there's a lot going on with this whole season i just kind of wanted to start 
Uh, I'm. Are you going to go to the third preseason game? No. There's no way. Yeah. I got. You don't invi- want to go check like the dome renovations? I got invited, and it was a good situation. I just can't do a weekend down there right now. I'm down there too much <laughs> as it is. If I go back, it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to work. Yeah. I just can't do it to see Hainer out there for one yeah. drive. Yeah. Is he going to even be out there for one drive? <laughs> just handing the ball off for two and a half hours until yeah. so everybody gets to go home. That's just usually the preseason finale goes. I don't, I don't care about the upgrades or the renovations yeah. because you've told me that they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't get a good chance to look at them because I think the other side of the dome got the work that you, where I sit. You got like a eighteen dollar panini or something. Yeah, that's there's lighting the, Twitter aflame. Yeah, I know people got mad at me about that. People are always mad at I know. you. You just post. You were like, I just paid eight dollars for Smarties, and somebody's like, Kush. I know. Why are you such a misogynistic <laughs> P.O.S.? Like, this is, you know, the, the food is not good and it's expensive. It's been that way for an extremely long time. I don't think anybody should be surprised by it, but I think we should continue to call out that it is completely unnecessary, especially when you, like, see what they offer in other stadiums. Not only is there good food in other stadiums, yeah. then there is like affordable food in some other stadiums. I don't even want good food. I just want like a $2.50 hot dog. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? If I'm paying, you know, 100 bucks to see the Lions in the preseason, yeah. why can't I have four hot dogs while I'm there? <laughs> and they do that. I think you posted or reposted in Atlanta. It was like, this is what $20 buys. Yeah. And it was a whole It looked like a high school cafeteria whatever but yeah. that's fine but it was like 20 bucks and it was like six items it was like yeah for 20 bucks in the superdome you can get like the bun of a hot dog mm-hmm. like that's it like there's nothing in there that you can get and uh and of course they like set up a bunch of new stuff like bars and markets or whatever and not, none of it was open yeah none of it was operating uh when, when where i was so it was like it felt very Silly and useless. My go-to at the Dome is that greasy Zatarain's jambalaya in the bowl. Just because I'm like, this is the easiest thing for me to throw in my body while I'm drinking 12 Miller Lights. (laughs) Yeah. Don't even give me a spoon. I just cup the bowl. I just put a (laughs) crease in the bowl and slide it down my throat. Just a big slide. Tap the back of it. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. I hate eating around. I hate eating around people, and then like I'm sitting next to people, my shoulders touching I them, know. and I'm eating like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I've got ceviche. I very rarely eat at Saints games anyway because the food has been bad for a generation. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if it's something new that, that I don't really care to eat there. Well, New Orleans isn't really a food city. <laughs> But my kids go, and they obviously need to eat, and so uh, I have to deal with it, and it's just, you know, like, how how do you screw up popcorn? It's almost impossible. <laughs> you can make it literally cold, in the microwave. Cold, old, yeah, just too many kernels. Tasteless. You're like, this is crazy. How how did you screw up $9 popcorn? I, I, it's, they can do it at UNO. You're telling me you can't do, you can't do it in the Superdome? You can't make popcorn? Come on. Well, I feel like when we go to UNO, they pull out the good popcorn. That's a very good point. The, Uh-oh, the, there are our fans. The VIP popcorn, yes. 
but so yeah, you're not making this sound enticing at all. No, that's but I'll be there. I'll you bet your ass I'll be there. Yeah, with a four year old wearing a helmet, and we'll be running, and then and a thirty eight year old wearing a helmet. <laughs> All time great moment of you know we're at the we get to the dome early. We're running around, kind of you know playing everything. He wants to go to the seats. We get to the seats, but it's like thirty minutes before the game. I was like, this is not good. I was like, this is way too early. I kept trying to hold it off, but he's like, once to go to the seats, once to go to the seats. We get there. They do the whole, the national anthem and the lights and the Pudat chant, whatever. And literally, right as they're getting ready to go kick off, he just looks right at me. He goes, can we go home now? I was like, no, they haven't started the game. He knew what was up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You might as well have been like, the game doesn't count. <laughs> I was only here for the fanfare. I was like, <laughs> before they even started the game. And then, of course, like, you know, half of the second quarter was like, all right, I, I, the, I got no chance. Yeah, here. the roles had reversed, yeah. and you were asking him if we could. <laughs> and, you know, between walking and eating and whatever, you know, we made it about three and a half quarters or two and a half quarters. But uh, I think that's what most people made. Yeah, pretty much nobody was left in the stadium by the time we left. And that was with like six minutes left in the third quarter. And now you don't have to walk down a, a ramp like a truck driver, right? <laughs> yeah. ours, ours still had ramps. It's like a Taiwanese airport. Yeah. <laughs> you get in a teleporter. There's a very large escalator, which is, I guess people were having trouble with the four steps to go is around the escalator. Is it a flat escalator or it's up and no, down? No, it's pretty steep. It okay. seems like I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. No. On the escalator that goes from the 100 level to the 500 level. How many girls named Becky are going to knock out their front teeth on that? <laughs> How many guys named Ronnie are going to beat each other to death over the side of that thing? After the Saints lose by... Four points completely inaccessible fashion. by security unless they run up or down it. I think running down it would be more likely. Yes. But it's going to be like home alone. They're going to be knocking people <laughs> out of the way at the airport. <laughs> but I I mean, I couldn't tell the renovations. Anybody who did see him, uh, if you have pictures, send them to Poke and Kush uh, on Twitter. We'd be we'd love to retweet them and roast them uh, <laughs> in any way that we can. But I'll be there uh, Sunday, so you'll probably be able to see me, and you could wave from across the dome. There'll be about you know 1,500 of us at the Superdome. It'll feel like an old Tulane game. Um, but I'm excited. to. I'm always excited to go, and I'm excited for the season. I just want it to get started, and I want to see uh, if Derek Carr can emulate his spirit animal and uh, bring the Saints back from the dead. Uh, it will be a very, very interesting season uh, on that note we'll take a break we'll be right back right here polk and kush it's it is filled with juicy jazz squalling trumpets and tiny little crawdads you put past in a swamp and that's nolens in a nutshell baby <laughs> well uh the next time i get pulled over i have one less move in my arsenal yes a lot of times i'll go i'm having asthma i'm i'm allergic to peanut like things that actually and i'm like i'm dying i have to get home yeah but really i'm just i'm driving like that because pearl jam came on <laughs> i've never in my storied career uh tried to bribe the police though have you uh i've thought about it I, i've tried to like make friends with the policeman yeah that You're I like, hi, I'm Andrew Polk. <laughs> I 
you might remember me from such famous podcasts. Well, uh, Kenner police officer has been arrested for extortion and malfeasance. Officer, I'm not going to say his name because he's a police officer, so he could just come shoot me, and <laughs> it wouldn't matter. We were too close to <laughs> Kenner. <for that. laughs> so, officer, fake name, uh, allegedly accepted cash from a motorist in place of arresting him during a traffic stop in the early hours on August 19th. The driver, Scott K. of <laughs> New Orleans... It said that detectives reviewed audio recordings, paperwork, and interviewed the motorist involved. Following the evidence and this guy's own interview, the decision was made to arrest him. Uh, Did they say what he was offered? It doesn't say a cash amount, and doesn't. It, there's no number on here. What are you? What are you? What are you bidding to get out of being arrested? It wasn't a ticket. It was getting out of being arrested. What was he getting arrested for? I don't know. That's the big question, right? If you're getting arrested for like, you know, uh, burning down someone's house, feels like you probably need to give a couple thousand dollars. If you're, you know, doing it for getting a speeding ticket, going, you know, eighty and a seventy, mm-hmm. I feel like you know you you could probably get out of that for whatever's in your wallet. Financially, it makes sense to at least bribe whatever your bail would be. Okay. Any arrest in New Orleans is probably going to be at least a $1,000 bail. Is that too much? Should be. We've read enough stories on this show about it's like uh, slit the throat of nine grandmothers, $350 bail. Oh, yeah, the grandmother killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, I don't know if that follows the same line of logic Traf- as it probably should. Traffic ticket. Probably with inflation, 75 bucks. Sure. The hard part is who carries cash with them. Good point. You have to Venmo the officer. You're going to have to Venmo the cop <laughs> and then like put something else in the notes. Yeah. Like when people do drug deals on there and it's very obvious. Yeah, Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Jimmy's Fish House. It's like, oh, I get it. It's the drugs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, bribing a cop, I... I almost don't think you should be in trouble. Is the c- cops the one in trouble for it? The cop is in trouble for accepting the the bribe. See, that doesn't bother me. You, it's it doesn't really. And again, unless it was like someone who's like murdering people and they finally caught him. This is an example of tipping culture gone too far. <laughs> This cop pulled him over and he turned the little kiosk thing around and was like, it's going to ask you a question. <laughs> Once they put the in in the Jersey mics, they put the, you know, how many what percent do you want to add on? <laughs> that was it. We've t- we fell over and it's like now we can just tip everybody. I depending on this man's crime, he should get away with the bribery. Police officers are not paid very much. Uh, this guy's on the Kenner Police Department, and they do stuff. So he like, <laughs> I mean, they they arrested this this cop. Like, you think NOPD is gonna get rid of an officer for anything? I uh, no. Kenner Police Department not only got rid of this fellow, they listened to audio. They had audio recordings. <laughs> they there was like an investigation into this. And then I guess they found the guy and were like, hey, we promise we're not going to arrest you, but can you tell us yeah. if this cop accepted the money? Yeah. 
Yeah, that would definitely, in Orleans, I don't think that even crosses a desk. Yeah. That probably happens 15 to 20 times a day. KPD says we will never tolerate this type of behavior. No one is above the law. What a bunch of nerds, man. Man. Nerds. It's good living on this side of town. (laughs) I'm glad we didn't name that officer, though. (laughs) I don't know. We're standing up for him. I mean, if anybody except offered me a bribe at my job, if I had like a client who was like, instead of paying the company, I'm just going to pay you a quarter of it directly. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it seems like it's going to save everyone time and save me money. I'm trying to think if I've ever been bribed at a job. I did get tips when I was a car hop at Sonic. Um, That's not a bribe. No. Was it like, put my food first? No, I, I used or don't to don't say anything of what's going on in the backseat of this car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't man. see any of those needles, yeah. little boy. Fill this ice chest up with the good ice. <laughs> I have a human heart in here. <laughs> yeah, I bribed myself at jobs before. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just stealing. <laughs> 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 that, that is less obvious. The tater tots were going to go to waste. If anyone tried to bribe me at my job, I'm just trying to think of what what I would do. What are they going to What are they going to bribe you with? A nude stapler? Yeah, you Milton from well, Office just, Space. Yeah, I was just literally like, I I don't really want to pay yeah. the fee that we do to do this work. So I'm just going to give you cash for the job, but it's like 10 percent of what we actually pay the company. I just can't imagine that a world where that would happen, and I can't a world where I would say no. Well, for somebody, that, <laughs> for, for somebody to bribe you, they're going to have to know what you do, and you don't know what you do. <laughs> no, so, Transponster? There's just know. too many things not adding up here. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that it was the hottest day in New Orleans history. Yeah. Today. So I'm sure the city took it upon themselves to... Make life easier for folks that are melting, mm-hmm. folks that are commuting into the city to uh, work commerce and retail and, and all these things, of course, that keep the, the city open. They would probably not choose the hottest day of the year to find them. Yeah, or uh, boot their car. So that was the what the city did, of course, today. Uh, is they went out and scanned license plates around parts of the city and then booted cars. So people were having to sit out there. If you had a uh, red light camera ticket or a school zone camera ticket, they would they were scanning license plates, seeing who hadn't paid, and then booting cars. And then you had to basically go on some site on your phone, on internet that I'm certain did not work, on a website that was completely illegible, <laughs> and then pay the fine on your phone. And then it would un- automatically unboot your car. And then you had to return the boot back to the boot place. <laughs> they don't even have the bodies to take the boot off themselves. So how does the boot come off? I guess there's a code that you get after you pay the fine that you owe, and then the boot comes off. There is no way. And then you're supposed to return it. I guess they have your credit card at that point, so they can charge you a million dollars. Like, I would just cancel the credit. I would just ghost myself. Well, they know who you are. I'd go off the grid before I return that goddamn boot. Dude, I would piss all over it. 
If you have been booted, please piss all over your boot before returning it. It's it's a four step process. If you see it, I think it's I tweeted a, a response to one of them, be like, "This city actively hates you," and they do. There's no other reason they'd be doing this. Even they act actively hate the meter maids for making them go out and scan license plates oh, yeah. when it's 103 degrees outside. Be like, no one follows a single law in this entire town. You're gonna make these people who are just parked on the street casually. You're gonna have them get booted today for not paying the speeds the school zone ticket for going 24 miles an hour at 9:30 9:28 in the morning. Get the fuck out of here, man. I would say you said parked casually. They're not parked casually. They're parked professionally. They're working in the French Quarter, yeah, which is ghost town. They're trying to help the city. They're sure. trying to do the right thing, and they're getting screwed every which way. If yeah. they took their license plate off and replaced it with a piece of paper that just said "fuck you," they would have. What three hundred dollars, three fifty, four hundred? How much is a boot? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it depends how much the thing was, but there's, there's no, there's no reasonable way in which you could say this was a good time to go around trying to collect on these ludicrous red light cameras where you have no recourse whatsoever. That the, they're like, you went twenty four miles an hour. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean I went 24 miles an hour? Like, are, are we sure that this thing is calibrated correctly yeah, was to there? know the difference between 23 and 24 miles an hour? How do you hour? know it was me driving? Yeah, you don't. But the, it's like your car is registered to this thing. It's like uh, you didn't get the mail that day. If you didn't get it's like it, the whole thing is abs- that and not to mention Latoya Cantrell literally ran for mayor. One of her things being I'm going to remove these cameras because they're not anywhere else. They don't have them in Jefferson Parish or in St. Bernard Parish. There's nowhere else. They're just in New Orleans because they hate you. They hate you and they don't care. I'm, it's not a race. It's not a gender. It's not anything. They hate the people who are in the city at the time that they are there. And if you pretend to follow the rules now, they just smack you around. You know what's really screwed up about about that website where you pay the tickets, you can't just, because I've done this before, you mm-hmm. cannot just put in your license plate and sure. see, because I move a lot, the mail here sucks, yep. people just steal mail and light it on fire. Sure, uh, You cannot just put in your license plate to see if you have any outstanding tickets. You have to have a ticket number to put in there. Yeah. So even if you try, try and do the right thing, like I tried before, like when I was getting a new car, I was worried that that was going to like come up on something yeah. or I get pulled over or my car gets booted and I don't know about it. You can't even check. <laughs> they hate you. Well, you're leaving the city because there's a hurricane. You're leaving the city because it's on fire. You're going a little too fast <laughs> in a zone where the lights aren't flashing. You get a ticket. Then a hurricane hits. There's no mail for three weeks, four weeks. Uh-huh. Then what happens? Yeah. Anything? It's like we sent multiple violations. It's like, well, what if you sent it to the wrong? I, it, it, it is all a bevy of just crap. Like, it's there's no level layer of it that isn't just trying to screw you out of money. And it'd be better 
if they if the cops would just randomly pull people over and say, I need seventy five dollars, you owe it to us for being inside city limits. And then you'd be like, well, I guess I lost the lottery today <laughs> and hand the people seventy five dollars rather than be like, oh, I guess I went twenty four miles an hour at two forty five in the afternoon. Whoopsie daisy. You know, that's on me. Boot my car when it's one hundred and three degrees and I have to try to get my phone and pay bills online because, you know, everyone in this city is so technologically savvy they can stand out there and die of heat stroke while they're trying to pay a fine online and they also have a lot of disposable income that i'm sure no one just randomly you know didn't have the money to pay this so they could just lose their car what a what a bunch of assholes but you know it's good food <laughs> the culture drink on the street you would be at a bar at three thirty in the morning. Who that? Well, not really. Everywhere closes at nine o'clock now. There's, there's. I think functionally, there's no difference between New Orleans and Bastrop, Louisiana, at this point. When you leave here, except for the brothers three. When you leave here, you can't even find a gas station that's open. It's a real ghost town. If yeah. you're hungry, if you're hungry after eight forty-five p.m., yeah. you just have to go to sleep. <laughs> You'll feel better about it in the morning. <laughs> and it's straight Taco Bell here and there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, this city is home to frauds, but also uh, Destrahan apparently is as well. A Destrahan man pleaded guilty last week to bilking Medicare and Medicaid out of millions of dollars for unnecessary medical gear and supplies while pocketing $3.5 million to fuel a luxury lifestyle. I'm going to say this guy's name. Craig, 54, <laughs> pleaded guilty to the count of health care fraud on Wednesday in federal court in New Orleans. Through his company, a Kenner-based advanced medical equipment, authorities say Lovelace filed fraudulent claims over six years, totaling more than $11.4 million, and tried to cover it up with the help of others. The federal programs reimbursed $8 million of it. I'm, I've never been in a situation to imburse millions of dollars. Yeah. It seems like you always get caught... <laughs> Well, the ones we read about, they do. Well, like this guy has a medical equipment company. I bet he's not doing too shabby. Sure. And then you want more. You want four million. You want eight million. And then you try and cover it up. Look, New Orleans is the best place in the world to do crime and lie about it. Yeah. But I guess if Destrahan isn't. You're relying on other people to help you. That's the <laughs> fatal flaw. <laughs> No one, no one here is capable of helping anybody, you, especially in crime. So how much is the person steal total? Uh, eight million. Eight, eight million. He defrauded the feds of eight million dollars in wow. health care, which would have gone to one plane going to the Ukraine. <laughs> Think of the one plane that we could have sent over there. If you have $8 million in Destrahan, I mean, what are you just like the Monopoly man walking around? You know, pretty ostentatious. You have a Rolls Royce riding around Destrahan? Like, are He's you? He's the Monopoly guy of yeah. Destrahan. <laughs> I'm saying you made of solid gold. Like, what, you've, you've got to stand out. They have to know that you're 
obviously defrauding the public in some way. This involved fabricating work orders, proof of delivery tickets, and medical notes. So he's like, yeah, we got to send another MRI over to Rosemary's. She broke the other MRI. $8 million. Yeah. I mean, the only other person who has $8 million is Jesse Duplantis. (laughs) (laughs) The company typically billed for two ventilators for every patient, his admission states. Some received one, others none. Well, that's a weird lottery system. Well, luckily, we didn't need ventilators only a few (laughs) years ago. Like this Craig guy. He's got tons of ventilators. We can go see him. Yeah. Go see the vent man. Yeah. And then he's got Skinny Pete and Badger (laughs) writing bills and crayon. Is he going to jail? Probably not. Who knows? (laughs) Let him do house arrest in the largest house in Destrahan. The helipad. Under his guilty plea, Lovelace owes the government almost $8 million. He faces three years in prison. That's it? That's it. That seems worth it. If you could live like the the Midas of Destrahan, (laughs) and you'll do three years in jail, and it's probably not... Like federal pound him in the ass jail. I'm sure it's like, you no, know. No, this is like Sideshow Bob jail. Yeah. He's going to be in the kayak <laughs> yeah, club. He's going to be playing tennis. He's 54, so he got to spend year. I'm. This guy's wealthy already if he owns a medical company. He got to play for a few years in Destrahan as the Monopoly guy. Yeah. As a sultan, whatever he's doing. He's going to get, what, like 14 months with good behavior? Oh, sure. Yeah, he's going to teach everybody how to read in there. Lovelace's previous <laughs> businesses have included a decor shop and a sushi restaurant. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I watched that Bernie Madoff movie recently. Did you ever see that with uh, what where De Niro plays uh, Bernie Madoff? No. And you're watching it, and I'm going like... I get it, man. He made this thing work for like four. He got to live like a king for like 40 years. And then his last four years sucked. He died in jail. And it was like, ah, it seemed like pretty pretty, pretty worth it if you think of it that way. Most people don't get that many years at the top. 40 years of being like the most respected and possibly wealthy dude. And it's like, yeah, he's going to die in jail, you know? So. Is De Niro? Played, yeah, Madoff. He's always in those movies where he's running some long con scam. He's got a girlfriend who's 18 years old. <laughs> and then he makes it out in the end. <laughs> well, he didn't well, make it out in the end. <laughs> except Heat. <laughs> and Bernie Madoff oh, yeah. did not make it out. <laughs> well, he was old. When... <laughs> yeah, he could have he been the youngest guy in the world. He would have died. In, I think they, they said it seemed like 250 years in jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it would have taken a minute. But this guy gets three years. I guess he only stole $8 million, not like $6 billion, but still. That's not bad. I think it's a pretty, you know. Actually, Pacino died. In we, we, we really have uh, shown our moral <laughs> turpitude here. Bribe the cops. Yeah, it's like we're taking bribes. We're st- <laughs> embezzling. It's fine with stealing. But don't you dare boot my car. <laughs> that's where we take a moral <laughs> stance. That's that's where we really put the hammer down. We're podcasts for the people. <laughs> yes. You know, this is a Robin Hood level pod. I'm going to have to fucking talk to HR tomorrow. I know it. Oh, God. Well, let's do a fun one. We never sure. do fun ones. We always do, you know, dog kills owner with hammer. <laughs> 
You've exceeded your free art. God damn it. Reader view. Popeyes re-enters China market with chicken, seafood burgers, and tea-flavored milkshakes. That's awesome. This is what you got fired for, this kind of journalism. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want we don't want people talking about how Trey Murphy might not be the next Allen Iverson. We want somebody talking about Chinese Popeyes. And we're going to put a paywall, a paywall over it. A paywall over it that is easily worked around. Yeah, I just hit the reader mode. Uh, customers lined up Saturday morning before the opening of Popeye's first flagship restaurant in Shanghai. Oh. The restaurant, part of the company's plan to open 1,700 locations across China over the next 10 years. Record crowds came out. Uh, the first... Is the first restaurant in downtown Shanghai in an agreement with Tim Hortons China to reintroduce Louisiana fried chicken chain to the country. Popeye's opened its first restaurant in May 2020, but was down to just two stores by summer 2022. Did anything happen in China between <laughs> 2020 2022, specifically involving... Was Latoya there for the ribbon sold? cutting? Is Shanghai our sister city now? I think it was. Wasn't it really? I thought it was. I know those Pyongyang. <laughs> it features dishes aimed at Chinese taste. <laughs> rice. It says rice. I'm not making this up. Dirty rice. It features dishes aimed at Chinese taste, such as seafood burgers, rice, Golden cheese. I don't know what the fuck. What's that a seafood burger? It's a, it's a fish cake maybe, Ugh. and chicken nuggets and tea flavored milkshakes. Why do they call it Popeyes? None of that is Popeyes. There needs to be a Popeyes exchange program <laughs> where we show the Chinese people what Popeyes actually is. The world's least efficient restaurant in the world's the world's most efficient country. Have you ever been to the Popeyes on Canal where it's like a weird cafeteria style yeah. layout? It's always fun to go there and be asked to pull up. It's like I'm not in a drive-thru. I'm standing I'm here. Standing right here. They have big screens in there that were like immediately smashed with a rock. <laughs> Some guys playing PlayStation on them. <laughs> I don't know. I KFC is like the biggest thing sure. in Asian countries. I don't Do know they about have China. all that weird crap too. They don't just have chicken. I feel like they focus mostly on the fried chicken at right? KFC. What is Popeyes doing? They got the uh, uh, superior recipe. Popeyes needs to bring some of this stuff over here, right? I think tea-flavored milkshakes, that's disgusting. That would do great on Carrollton <laughs> Avenue. I think that's that, that, that would you know what I, you be know, a hot seller. You know what I want with the ripping chicken? I want boba tea. I want some chunky tapioca. <laughs> After waiting nine hours in the drive-thru, I think some uh, tea-flavored milkshake would really get me through the drive home. I, there, there, there just needs to be a cultural window into into the American Popeyes, because this is this is a bastardized version. Just give me a chicken sandwich. I think we can solve the world's problems if they had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Yeah, like we wouldn't be worrying about you know Tibet or Hong Kong. I don't think China's worrying about. <laughs> <laughs> All these problems would go away if we, everyone just had a, a chicken sandwich disposable. Yeah. So let's let's give the world a hug, Popeyes. Yeah. 
And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. All right. Right here, Polk and Kush. We all we love you all very, very, very much. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. we got to start doing more episodes now because it's football season. So we'll be here more often. So don't lose that number. Tweet us at Polk and Kush. Polk does all the tweets. They're usually a lot better than my tweets. So you'll like them. Email us, polkandkush at gmail.com. If you're still listening to this, we deeply, deeply appreciate you, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your sleep because obviously that's what's going on. Talk to you soon. See you.